if you believe, as I do, that the Old Testament is incredibly important to our life, then you're probably as frustrated as I've been at seeing how it's being lost, forgotten, misunderstood. Hollywood makes, you know, films based on the Old Testament. They're like, what about rock people? Weren't there rock people there? <laughs> Movable no. rock people? No, Why there were no. no. Andrew Claven uh, is the screenwriter. Uh, he is fantastic. Uh, and KO Films have decided to create The Covenant. It's a multi-series TV, multi-season TV series uh, called The Covenant. It will tell all of the stories of the Old Testament the correct way. If you would like to invest in this and be a part of bringing this into our culture again, it is incredibly important. You can be an impact investor in a broken world right now. Help bring back the stories that are fundamental to our country. Invest in this project at kotv.com slash Beck. It's kotv.com slash Beck, C-A-Y-O-T-V. tell you insurrections are hard to stomach lawless rogues who think they're they're okay to launch an attack on a federal government the taser bars flew as demonstrators tried to batter their way past the police lines law enforcement officers suffering injuries to the point of requiring hospitalization Chants and obscenities rose from the mobs of radicals trying to send a message in the form of infiltrating our esteemed government quarters with physical force, breaking through the doors and the windows. Activists vandalized the building. Others pinned police against the wall. It was the worst day in America since the War of 1812. Supersedes the worst day since the Civil War, which of course was January 6th. This is the worst since 1812, don't you think? Did you think I was talking about... Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was talking about January 6th? No, no, no. I was talking about another insurrection that happened from the left on climate change. Yeah, yeah. Where they were uh, trying to go into the Department of the Interior and take it over insurrection haven't heard about that that's weird we're going to talk about that and tom fitton from judicial watch is here to explain some of the foia requests and the information that his firm has gotten after they were uh, accepted and uh, they saw the actual documents and what happened with the police right after it's kind of curious we go there in 60 seconds I want to talk to you a little bit about Kathleen. Kathleen is one of those people who likes to get up, do work. She does. She works in the yard. She works in the house. She loves it. I don't know. Maybe she was brainwashed as a little kid. That's probably what happened to her. Anyway, a while back, she started noticing a lot of aches and pains every day. She kept 
getting worse and worse until eventually she really couldn't do much of anything anymore. Well, rather than wallowing in despair, Kathleen decided she was going to act on something she'd been hearing about for a while. So she ordered Relief Factor. Kathleen reports today she's back to normal. She does everything as she wants to do. She doesn't feel any pain whatsoever. Kathleen got her life back with Relief Factor. So did I. So could you. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Try the three-week quick start, uh, start trial pack for nineteen ninety-five. relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. Tom Fitton, he is the president of Judicial Watch and the author of the book, A Republic Under Assault. Uh, He has been uh, watching what is going on with the January 6th investigations, and we welcome him to the program. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good to be with you again. Thank you. You bet. You bet. So you filed uh, a FOIA request, which I didn't think could happen with the Capitol Police. But you, you wanted to know the internal police documents and what was happening with the Babbitt shooting. Yeah, well, you know, the Capitol Hill police getting documents from them is a a different kettle of fish and under the law. Uh, So one thing we did was ask the local police here in D.C., the Metropolitan Police Department, for records because they investigated it, too. And they gave Mm. us 500 pages of records that show kind of what the video shows, which is that there was no it sounds to me or looking at the documents that there was really no credible evidence Warnings were issued by Lieutenant Byrd, who shot her, and uh, nor was there any reason to shoot her in the sense that she was just crawling through a window. There were other officers around, and no one saw her being armed. Uh, no one saw that she was armed because she had nothing in her hand, obviously. So they all saw that, and yet he popped out, shot her, popped back. That's what the documents show. And obviously he was upset after he shot her, whether he was upset because it was a bad shooting or just because he shot someone and he reacted badly uh, is another question. Uh, But I can tell you this, Glenn, you know, we've been doing this work for a long time at Judicial Watch. You're a keen observer of what goes on with officer involved shootings. And it's clear to me that Lieutenant Byrd got a pass either criminally or administratively. Either way, he got a pass in terms of having this uh, shooting swept aside in terms of it being not appropriate. Uh, And that's the charitable way of putting it. Other people are accusing of murder and all sorts of other things. The fact is, this woman posed no imminent threat to him or anyone else around him, and he just shot her outright, and it was a bad shoot. It was a bad shot, a bad shooting. Most police officials who look at this would agree. But because it's political and because she was a Trump supporter, I suspect uh, the media, that's why the media doesn't care and why Pelosi's police department is being held accountable for this uh, woman's unnecessary killing. Okay, so, uh, you know, I want to give the police the benefit of the doubt. I always I always try to because I'm not in their situation. Um, However, these guys are supposed to be trained to at least issue warnings and as I read these documents that you acquired, um, no, nobody even knew where on the inside, on the other side of the door, no one knew where this shot had even come from. Right. Where 
if he would have been issuing warnings, everybody on the inside would have known it was him. If he would have said, stop or I'll shoot, stop or I'll shoot. Yeah, the only warning people had was they saw his gun pop out from behind the column. And a few folks, if my, based on that video, yelled gun, but she was already at the window. So she was really unable to even do anything uh, or she didn't see it and just was proceeding. Uh, and he panicked and shot her. I don't know how else to describe it. No, there's one witness who says he heard commands being given, but he couldn't remember what they were. So I don't know what was going on there. Uh, the government tells us, the police department tells us they may be giving us some video if they get the budget to process them, which is irony above ironies, given the budgets here in D.C. and the government. Well, but, if they uh, just pass the three point four trillion, more info. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever seen in all of your years at Judicial Watch, have you ever seen this kind of situation to where it was a cop shooting and you could not get the video or the information? No, not in recent memory. Obviously, bad, back in the bad old days, uh, there were some cover ups of police shootings. You couldn't get basic information for months, if not years. Uh, but that's supposed to have changed with the shooting death of George Floyd. But when it came to the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt, a veteran who was unarmed, everyone knew she was unarmed at the time, uh, the, both the shooter, Lieutenant Byrd, his name was never disclosed until he came out and disclosed his own name months, months later. And, and, and as I said earlier, w these documents aren't being discord voluntarily. We had to sue in federal, uh, not in federal court, here in the local court, to get access to these records. And right now, Pelosi's Congress is withholding, and we have a separate lawsuit in federal court over this, all of those thousands of thousands of hours of video, 14,000 hours of video, which I suspect is a number they threw out there to scare us off from getting them, uh, that they refuse to turn over. We're asking, they said that they're not public records and that the public interest doesn't outweigh the congressional interest <laughs> in keeping them secret. I would think it does. I mean, well, we, it's the worst day since 1812. It's right. It's the worst day since 9-11. Yet they don't want to turn over one second of video. I mean, we saw the Zerbruder film. We can't see this. So, ironically, we'll have to get the records. It looks like we'll get some video that may or may not be new from the D.C. police. But Nancy Pelosi's police uh, stands like a stone wall. Uh, against transparency on the shooting death of not only Ashley Babbitt, but the events that transpired that on that day generally. How did our founders miss this with the Capitol Police, or did they have this back then? How is it that this is a basically a private police force that has no oversight um, at all from anyone but the people who are running it? Well, it's wonderful. The law is wonderful. The founders didn't miss it in the sense that the public has a common law right to public access about to government records. And uh, it's a common law right. And, you know, and the, by the by that, the courts say this is a right that predates the Constitution. You know, we forget the civil liberties enshrined in the Constitution. They're not rights created by the government. They're the ones mm -hmm. that they are kind of highlighting. They're rights that we have separately and apart from the Constitution that the Constitution specifically protects. But the right to access to government documents 
We don't need a FOIA law per se to get access to those records. And that's what we're fighting about in federal court. And I think the courts are leaning in our direction. And the argument's going to be what's a public record versus what isn't, which is uh, what Nancy Pelosi's Congress is doing. It's interesting. They've got this commission going on and no one's doing an investigation of what happened that day other than Judicial Watch. They're just targeting people complaining about the election and threatening with jail. That's what they're doing. Is it true that that, that people are being held in solitary confinement? I've heard that over and over again. For their protection. Yeah. The deal with COVID. I mean, that's the excuse, but that's that's my understanding of it as well. And at least, you know, one judge wants to know what went on there. Judge Royce Lambert, who's a federal judge here in the District of Columbia. But, you know, none of that. Uh, look, we saw this with Trump and now we're seeing it with his supporters. The civil rights of uh, of of the wrong political of the wrong type of political person is not are not to be protected. And the law does not govern uh, the handling of their cases in a way that would govern the handling of cases sympathetic to the establishment. The DOJ, um, Biden says they should prosecute former Trump officials um, that defy any of the subpoenas. Um, And the Trump administration says that they have um, uh, administrative uh, rights here they can they can keep you know they can keep people from having to testify is who's who's right on this well biden isn't right in the sense that he's trying to short circuit the process to get to a criminal contempt you know you've got to really be in contempt in the sense that you're you've uh, a court has overruled your objections to a subpoena and you're still refusing to comply but the idea that you can't object to a subpoena require uh, or it ignores administrative subpoena, which requires the other side to go to court to enforce it administratively and through the civil court process. Here, though, the government or excuse me, the Pelosi Congress and Biden's implying if you object to a subpoena, we're going to put you in jail. And that's not right. And, you know, that's the Putin approach. Uh, to enforcing subpoenas. It's not the way we do it in our republic. And that's why the Justice Department even had to issue a statement saying, well, you know, we don't necessarily rush there uh, to do a criminal prosecution without something, uh, without serious consideration. And and I'm highlighting what needs to be seriously considered. Steve Bannon, for instance, has the rights under our Constitution to ignore and object to a subpoena. The way they would go is that the Congress would seek to enforce the subpoena civilly. And if those efforts, should they should they win, are still refused or, uh, you know, rejected by Bannon, then they could pursue uh, contempt proceedings. Um, Are you concerned about the fact that the Capitol Police now are getting um, uh, spying device from the Pentagon that allows to track people for weeks um, and that, that looks like they're moving into more of an intelligence gathering operation and moving uh, out to Miami and then moving out also to Los Angeles. I mean, it's the Capitol Police. That's that's what the FBI is supposed to do, not the Capitol Police. Well, the FBI doesn't do that very well either. Right. So now we're going to have uh, a, a federal agency, a federal law enforcement agency, one that's run by lying incompetence in the executive branch 
and we'll just have a separate law enforcement agency run by lying incompetence in the legislative branch. I don't know about you, but I don't want to pick either of those poisons. Mm. Tom, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was great, by the way, to be down with you in Florida. You have a you have a great group of supporters. Yeah, thank you for uh, presenting there and your work. And I'll say it for all your listeners again, you're a patriot and a humanitarian in a way the left <laughs> refuses to acknowledge. And uh, well, your leadership you. on that has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch and the author of A Republic Under Assault. If it wasn't for people like Tom and his group, uh, we wouldn't know a lot of things that are true that we know now. Uh, because they are relentless on getting the files and the information out from secrecy and into the light. You remember back in the good old days when fishing was, you know, something that Andy Griffith and uh, little Ronnie Howard were doing at the beginning of each episode. Now fishing is spelled with a PH, but so is fat. It's something cyber criminals uh, do. And there's a really... There's a, I mean, you can miss fishing expeditions so easily. Uh, here's what you have to watch out for. Odd messages via chat, email, or text asking you to take an action. Weird links and attachment that you can, uh, you can click on but shouldn't click on. Dangerous stuff. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We put our information out on the Internet, and somebody is out there fishing for it all the time. LifeLock, nobody can protect everything, watch everything, but LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, and they will send you an alert if something is suspected. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It's way better than the old days. Uh, You were pretty much on your own. Now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, get 25% off now. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 10-second station ID. Welcome to the program. There's a couple of stories here that I want you to uh, be aware of. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, do it now. Uh, You are going to be looking at used slobbered on cabbage patch dolls by the time we hit Christmas. Uh, And I don't think your son of 43 is going to like that. Uh, Maybe that's just me. Uh, There there is a bad problem with shortages uh, and all of those Christmas things will probably be showing up sometime in maybe June. So you got that to look forward for. Also, turkey farmers are now warning that labor shortages could lead to Thanksgiving woes. May I suggest going out and getting your turkey now before the rush, because you may not be able to get a turkey for dinner as well. But this, these are all, you know, as we learned from the White House, these are all good things. And they're transitory. Uh, yeah. So transitory. they're either really short. Don't worry about them because they're short lasting in effect or they're actually good. One of the two answers, which everyone will help you get through today and approve of Joe Biden. 
select that one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Saki uh, on Friday uh, cut four. She she was great. She was great over the weekend with uh, with Jake Tapper. Here's what she said about the price increases. But doesn't it seem tone deaf to say that rising prices and empty grocery store shelves are high class problems? Isn't that a bit dismissive? Well, that's not exactly what the tweet said, nor mm. the retweet of the original tweet, um, which is what we're talking about here. The unemployment rate is about half what it was a year ago. So right. a year ago, when people were in their open. homes. 10% of people were unemployed. Gas prices were low because nobody was driving. People uh-huh. weren't buying goods because they didn't have jobs. Now more people have jobs. More people are buying goods. That's increasing the demand. That's a good thing. At the same time, we also know that the supply is low because we're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, and because a bunch of manufacturing sectors across the world have shut down because ports uh, haven't been functioning as they should be. These are all things we're working through. What a what an unbelievable uh, what an unbelievable spin uh, to make things look happy. Yes, there is going to be a problem. You can't just shut down the supply lines. You can't and expect him to go right back to normal. But the White House is doing all kinds of things to make it worse. First of all, that gas thing. Total lie. They've stopped all of the gas and oil here in America. And we all know that they're forcing banks to now not give the uh, big energy sectors of oil and gas any loans. When it comes to inflation on your meat, it's because they won't break up a monopoly. I don't know if you know this, but ranchers have just raised over $300 million themselves to build a slaughterhouse in Nebraska. It's the new sustainable beef slaughterhouse, and it will start this fall on 400 acres of land in Nebraska. Uh, They decided to build a sustainable meat uh, slaughterhouse, and it's exactly what is needed. There should be these should be all over uh, the country. It used to be, but JBS and others bought up all of these uh, all these slaughterhouses. And now the ranchers are ringing the bell like crazy because those four groups uh the slaughterhouses the four are making all of the profit and they're putting ranchers out of business ranchers can't pay their bills and the slaughterhouse is like well we're not going to buy a piece of meat unless it's at this price and there's no real bidding on them because all four of them are in on it it's time to do things like the ranchers across the country they're just doing it themselves This is a very good sign. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I don't know if you've been looking out the window lately, but the world is kind of on fire. Yeah, that's not a sunset. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, the sun's not rising or setting at that time. That's a fire been more important for than ever before to make sure your financial house is as secure as it can be and there's never been a better time for you to try to save money where you can the right financing of your mortgage consolidating debts into a low interest loan or several other options are all available at the mortgage lender that i trust the only mortgage lender that i have ever done any kind of advertising for it's american financing A simple 10-minute call with their mortgage consultants could literally set you on the path to saving hundreds of dollars every month, maybe as much as a thousand. These are crazy times we're living in. Take the time today and give American Financing a call. 
American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Call them now. You may have noticed that some of these big tech companies don't really like what you stand for. You need a place for people to be able to talk about the things they believe. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. We have an interview that you must hear coming up in about a half an hour. It's She Van Fleet. She is a Virginia mom that has been speaking out now. Um, and Loudoun County, what's happening there, she says she's seen it before. Uh, she grew up in Mao's China. She spent her entire school years in Mao's Cultural Revolution. Uh, she was forced by the Communist Party to go to the countryside to work the fields for three years to be re-educated by the uh, peasants, like all other urban high school graduates. She was able to get to college uh, after Mao died, um, but she says, I've seen all this before, and she's going to compare what's going on now in our country to China. It's a must-hear interview coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to I want to share something. I mean, Stu, when you want people to hear something, when do you announce it? <laughs> do you uh, want the press to carry right. the load and everything else? When do Monday, you announce it? Monday, maybe okay. Monday morning, get the yeah. week started. Like yeah. you could change the news cycle, maybe shape the week of, mm-hmm. of coverage. OK, if you don't want anybody knowing about it, when do you release the information? Friday evening. Yeah. You know, Friday afternoon when yeah. people are kind of going on work, uh, you know, off of work for the weekend. They're mm. not going to be focusing on news as much. Mm. You- well, that's weird because uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden uh, released some information and uh, had a press conference on fundamentally transforming our economy on Friday afternoon, <laughs> which was. Which is weird. I know everybody might have been, you know, thinking about the Hmm. weekend. And so they didn't pay any attention. Uh, But I'm sure that's just an oversight in this administration. So, you know, it's not like they can say, look, we told everybody what was coming. We told them they didn't pay attention. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we did. We did. Because the the climate finance report came out on Friday. Now, this is something that is slipping through most people's radar. Um, my new book, The Great Reset, you can order it now on Amazon. It is coming out in January. It is a must read and it ties all of this together. People are not paying attention to what's really going on because they don't understand it or they have bought into it can't happen here or, uh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would these companies do this? Well, they are preparing you for the things that are coming. Um, This little climate finance report is a roadmap to build a climate resilient economy. Oh, that sounds good. Now, this is something we told you back in March was coming. The banks were beginning to implement environmental, social and governance scores completely on their own. It's something that actually began at the Paris Agreement, the Paris Accords. Do you remember? We've, we found a little clause in the Paris Agreement because why was everyone so upset? How dare we pull out of the Paris Climate Accords? Well, because there's a little clause in there. While everybody was paying attention to the climate part of the Accords, 
We thought it was interesting that the world's biggest banks were meeting at the same time. And in the climate agreement from Paris, Article 2.1c of the Paris Agreement mandates countries' parties to make financial flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate-resilient development. Now, we thought that was interesting. What does it mean that they have to make financial flows consistent with a pathway? Well, um, I think this is why the Trump administration pulled us out of the Paris Accords. You just don't screw with people's money. But that's exactly what the global elites began plotting in 2015 to follow your money and choke it off at the source. So this side meeting was conducted in Paris between the world's leading financial institutions. Two organizations took the lead, setting the framework to fundamentally alter global finance. This is the Great Reset finance part. It was the World Bank and the U.N., and they outlined what is now called the United Nations Environmental Program, which just pisses me off because it has two M's and an E at the end. That's not the way you spell program. But anyway... (laughs) The United Nations Environment Program Finance Initiative. They brought together 230 banks and insurance companies to draft a methodology that would bend the private sector to the will of the government by using banks as a pressure or a choke point. Remember when I said it's going to get harder and harder for you to get loans? This is what I'm talking about. The Amalgamated Bank was one of the first U.S. institutions that was originally signing on to this. Now, I had never heard of the Amalgamated Bank before, but that's the largest owned union bank in the United States of America. They're owned by the Workers United, which is SEIU. Isn't that great? They led the charge in bringing the entire framework to the United States. Now, banks all over the country are all following suit. The only thing that was missing was full U.S. government support. Well, that became a reality on Friday. This is now what I have warned about for so many years. I told you that your bank and your livelihood would be used as leverage to bend you to their will. This is why I've been saying you have to speak out right now because it's not going to get easier. What was revealed on Friday is the framework for implementing the Great Reset directly on Main Street USA. And I've got the details of the report. I want you to listen. Remember, the Great Reset says... You're not going to own anything by 2030. That's their goal. That no one has a private possession by 2030. You will rent everything. Well, let me ask you something. If you don't have any land, if you don't have property yourself, if you don't own anything, you don't own a business, where do you go when you don't like what's happening? How do you protest? How do you build a meatpacking plant when the four meatpacking plants are all colluding against you if you can't own anything? Answer, nowhere. You're a serf. So here are the details that were announced on Friday. Financial regulation, quote, the failure of financial institutions to appropriately and adequately account for and measure physical and transition risks 
threatens the competitiveness of U.S. companies and markets and the ability of U.S. financial institutions to serve communities. So they're saying the banks haven't done enough on global warming, and that will hurt our competitiveness in the United States against other countries like China. So they want the financial institutions to put the screws to anybody who is not complying with their version of whatever has to be done for climate change. And that somehow or another is going to make us more competitive. It's a warning shot directly to the banks and companies. The government wants compliance and they're gearing up to apply pressure to those who don't. The report, and I kid you not, the report mentions a law in France called France's, France's Energy Transition Law. Now, what that law is, it uses something called, quote, comply or explain. I kid you not. Comply or explain. And it outlines how every bank and every country, uh, every company, needs to provide a full accounting and a full report to the government disclosing all of their ESG measures. If you don't, you will feel pain. This is what the White House on Friday said is coming here. Comply or explain. As per this report, the White House has directed Secretary of Treasury to begin this initiative under the Financial Stability Oversight Council. So you see what they're doing? They're saying climate change is a national security threat. And there be no stopping this because you will have to comply or explain. If you think I'm crazy, I want you just to Google uh, Coca-Cola's latest report from Coca-Cola of Europe. And you look at the 98 pages of compliance of what they have to do to do to, quote, justify their business license. That's in the report. That's what's coming here. Next, protect American lives, savings, and pensions. This might be the most evil of all of them. It is the ultimate blackmail on Americans. Comply, explain, or lose your insurance. Lose your life savings. I urge you to see what our White House released on Friday. Next, federal procurement. Do you work for a company that has any kind of federal contracts? Any. If so, Southwest, your business will probably be the first one targeted. If it doesn't adhere to ESG, get ready to lose the contract. Addressing climate risk in the VA lending programs. <laughs> if the VA lending, if those banks don't adhere to ESG, then the vets don't get any houses. How do you like that? The report goes on mentioning things like interagency efforts to build resilience. But what this is really bringing is the great reset to your doorstep and giving it the teeth to impose its will. This was an extraordinarily important speech and an extra. This is something that if they really believed it and thought they could get it through with the American people, 
it would have been done in an Oval Office setting at 8 o'clock at night. And it would have been promoted as the most important speech in all of our lifetimes. Because it was. He was saying, because of climate change, we're completely changing the way corporations run and the way the government can or cannot interfere with the free market and the way your banking is done. And it's comply or feel the pain. That is not America. That's Venezuela. That's not America. And if they were honest about it, they would have told you tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday at 8 p.m. from the Oval Office. But they know you won't go for it. And they also know they've done such a good job that unless you're prepared, and I, I urge you, get this, not from me, get this from WhiteHouse.gov, get this from the Financial Times, get this from anybody, uh, and have it there for your friends, because they know that they can deem this a conspiracy theory. But it's all there in black and white. And believe me, if we don't stand together in eight years, we all indeed will own nothing. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Oh, man. Everybody's handing out like little miniature candies for Halloween. Won't that be fun? Uh, I'm handing out hot dogs. Uh, hot dog. Here, kids, put that in your bag. Hot dog. Would you like ketchup on that? Oh, hey, how about some ribs? You've never had ribs like this before. Your parents will love this. It might be a little messy because I put some sauce on it. The Smart Grill. Smart Grill technology. It, it cooks anything that you put on it to perfection. Grilling, smoking, even baking. It beats the competitors in quality and in price. So if you're looking for a grill, a smoker, something that you do outdoor baking with, Rectech, Rectech, follow them on social media, sign up for their newsletter, but AB compare these. You will never find anything like it. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q at the end. Visit Rectech with a Q.com. Rectech.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know, in the uh, in the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, article about what happened on Friday, Friday report outlines and explains many of the efforts that are already underway, outlines and explains many of the efforts that are already underway. Those include consideration of new rules to expand access to insurance and standards for the Department of Housing and Urban Development and agencies for factoring climate risks into loans that they underwrite. Um, you know, we, we their goal is in eight years that nobody, nobody owns anything. Well, how do you do that in a country like America? Well, it's easy if you can get everybody to default on their loans. It's easy if no one has uh, money that, you know, they lost all their money in inflation. It's easy to do it if you have Venezuela. But what happens to all that value? Oh, that, that value, it's still there. The government just, oh, I shouldn't say the government, the private partnership, the private public partnership of, of all of these big banks 
when you default, they get your property back. And then they sell it to places like BlackRock, a giant hedge fund. And then BlackRock oversees all of these houses that they're going to be renting. So you just lose the value of everything that you have. And then the powers that be, because they know better than you. They'll central plan everything. So you'll be able to, you know, live where you want to live, but you're just going to rent everything. There will be ownership. It just won't be by you. The free market really doesn't exist. And under this plan, it's over. It's over. We're already doing just the first half of modern monetary theory. Remember, the first half is you can print as much money as you want and spend as much money as you want. You don't even have to account for it. Well, we're doing that now. But the second half of modern monetary theory says if you want to include uh, to stop inflation, all you have to do is control the private sector. If you can monitor what everybody is buying, you can find out where the inflation is happening and then just choke that off in the market. This is the Glenn Beck Program.